Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey there, Facebook family. This is Christy Saul, the co-founder of the Post Institute, coming at you live on this absolutely beautiful, beautiful Tuesday. Man, it's such mild, nice weather. Um, so Big Papa is actually taking a bit of a break. Um, I know last week he was off, so today, uh, and he didn't do anything yesterday. I messaged him at like seven, like, are you going to daily dose? And he said, nah. <laughs> and so I got to visit with him a little bit today. And he is, um, he's taken a, a couple of weeks off and I just encouraged him to enjoy his time um, pouring in and, and always having you guys on our minds and hearts. You guys are always on our minds and hearts, but sometimes we just need a chance to be to just be and enjoy what's in our surroundings. And so um, I'm going to be daily dosing for you all this week. So um, let's see, what was on my mind? Well, first of all, I just want to, hey, Tracy, how's it going? Um, I want to open the, the floor that if anybody has anything that they uh, want me to talk about or address, feel free to send an instant message or put it in the comments. Um, I might not get to it like today, but I can add it to like things that I think we could talk about. Um, uh, thank you, Julia. Yes. Enjoy your summer. It is such a beautiful day. It's incredible because it's not like 90 plus degrees outside. So it's just good to be sitting outside chilling. Um, so uh, what I wanted to talk a, just a little bit about is, um, how our own lens will change the perspective of the things that are going on around you. And I wanted to share a few stories with you guys about my own mistakes because, well, that's how we learn, right? So mistakes aren't really necessarily a bad thing. In fact, Brian always says, get out there and just mess it up. You know, there are always opportunities for learning. It's always just an opportunity for learning and growth and learning and growth. And so with that, um, just to share a couple of times that I really blew it uh, with my daughter when she was little because uh, I didn't understand what was going on. Um, so one, uh, I'll just start with the first one. I can remember we were living in Virginia and we were operating the group home and Marley and I were, we had taken a little, little, uh, day outing where we had taken off and gone to this local, um, wildlife reserve place and just spent the day out in nature walking and enjoying, you know, enjoying the great outdoors. And so as we're driving home, she, um, I can't, I'm trying to remember exactly how it happened, but something, she was back there, talk, 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 talking, because she's a talker, or used to be, now she's super quiet, but, um, and she said, shut up, and I was like, shut up, Morley, that's not a nice word, we don't use the word shut up in our house, and so I don't like that word, it makes me feel bad, it makes me feel like, um, that you don't want to hear what I have to say, and that what I say to you isn't important, blah, 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 you know, whatever, lecture, 325.2 might have been. So, you know, she sat there and she listened, you know, and she was very somber and very sad. And she said, I'm sorry, Mama. She's about three, maybe four. I'm sorry, Mama. Um, so we get home. And uh, then that evening, she's, we didn't, she, we didn't have TV. We had a TV, but we watched movies. And we did that for years and years when she was little. And what I like about that is it gave us more uh, control, <laughs> quite frankly, over what she was watching. So she always either watched Barney when she was little or um, That's So Raven, Cory in the House, 
and um, Teletubbies and home movies. We had lots of home movies and she absolutely loved watching home movies, which was really cool because then she's watching her family interacting, just all natural, hanging out around the house, nothing fancy. So that was a really, that was really a cool time actually. So anyway, we're home. Uh, we get back from our outing and we're home and we plug in a movie and I'm getting dinner ready and then I get Actually, we're, we were both sitting on the floor, so I sit on the floor next to her, and um, we're watching That's So Raven. <laughs> and if you've never, if, if you've ever watched it, or if you've never watched it, uh, That's So Raven, Shut Up was something that, it was a thing, right? It was like, shut up, like, I can't believe what you're saying. You see how I missed it? Because I wasn't plugged in to what she was into. You know, the TV, the movies served a purpose of helping her be entertained with something that wasn't detrimental while I could do other things, but I wasn't being watchful about what she was watching, and so I misunderstood. I completely misunderstood when she said, shut up. What she was saying was, shut up like Raven. So, right there, right there in the middle of the show, I said, oh, that's what you meant when you said, shut up. She was trying to be funny, right? Because on, on Raven, when Raven says, shut up, then all the electronic laughter goes in the background. And so she was just trying to be funny. I missed it, didn't I? Yeah, I made a mistake. But then I had an opportunity to correct it. Um, another time, something similar happened. Um, it was early in the morning, and like really early, like that kind of early that only little kids get up, you know, like two o'clock in the morning, three or four o'clock in the morning, because I don't know why two-year-olds do that. Oh, and I am not, I'm not a morning person. That is not my time. Even now, I get up 30 minutes to an hour earlier than she does if we have to do something, um, because I know that I need that time to get my self-centered and regulated and all of my body activated so that I can be at my best to meet her needs. But when she was little, I had not learned that yet. And sometimes, well, most of the time I would wake up because she would wake up and she would wake me up. So <clears throat> she's in the living room and I'm in the kitchen. I can't see her. And all I hear is, I want pancakes. I want pancakes. And in my internal stressed out state, what I felt like was that my child was in there picking on me, demanding that I hurry up and get these pancakes made. It stressed me out. It made me anxious. It made me angry. It made me resentful. And all of those feelings were boiling in me. And just as I turned, my, turned the corner to look into the living room, because I'm probably going to say something, right? Then I see my little two-year-old with two Barbies in her hand doing a dance, chanting, we want pancakes, we want pancakes. Context makes a lot of difference, doesn't it? Sometimes we don't understand necessarily what our kids are talking about, what they're doing, what it really means to them because we are not really plugged in to their world. So we need to take time. We need to take time and sit down and watch what games they're playing, watch them play the games. Um, I've had families that, um, their kids would just say off the wall, like off the wall, rude comments, crude comments. You know, they're, they're you know, 10 years old and just saying like sailor language, right? <clears throat> we'll come to find out this was all coming straight out of Fortnite smack talk. 
So social gaming ha involves a lot of smack talk. And so when you realize that and you realize where these things are coming from, it gives you a different perspective. And it also gives you something to teach about. Like there's a time and a place for everything. Um, Tracy says, I walk around with a spatula. It feels like it's the only time my boys listen. I hate myself. Help. Put the spatula down. It scares them. It scares them. Do you think they won't listen unless the spatula is there? <sighs> so that means that there's a foundation of fear that needs to be shifted. There needs to be some other way that you can connect with them so that they can hear you. Uh, I know I'm thinking about the book study because I just finished one, Tracy, and I, I know what Brian says, the state level of memory is, uh, the state level is always available, touch. So maybe there's a way to incorporate a touch on the shoulder, touch on the hand. Um, so that they're able to hear you without carrying the spatula, without having that ever-present threat of um, being hit with the spatula. And um, that's in that, that little piece about the state level of memory always being available 24-7. That's why parenting and how we parent is so important and so much more powerful than therapy. Um, I say this a lot, that um, parents have more ability to impact the healing of their children than any therapist ever could or should. You know, your, your relationship has a great deal, excuse me, a great deal of power. Um, so that came from the book, From Fear to Love, and I can't remember the chapter right off the top of my head, but I want to say it's at about chapter five. If I'm right, I feel like I should get a prize. <laughs> so um, I just wanted to talk with you guys a little bit about kind of getting behind the lens of how our, how our kids operate. Getting behind the, their lens means, you know, getting quiet, seeing what they're doing, watching, being observant. Um, let's see, bold means breathe, observe, listen, and decide. Breathe, observe, listen, and decide. So I just want to encourage you guys to, um, pay, you know, notice, notice what they're into, notice what they're doing. A lot of times you'll see that some of the behaviors that you may be questioning or, or frustrating with, they may be coming from, sometimes they're watching, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't let Marley watch uh, Rugrats or um, Spongebob until she was about 10 because I didn't feel like she um, was prepared yet for understanding that there was a time and a place for everything. And I didn't want her imitating Spongebob and I didn't want her imitating that little Angelica. <laughs> I see Michaela was watching. Uh, Michaela was part of all of that. So I'm sure she can remember me saying, uh-uh, we're not gonna watch Spongebob because I can't deal, I will not deal well with a three-year-old who is imitating SpongeBob. And so sometimes the decisions I would make wouldn't necessarily be because it was like, quote unquote, inappropriate content or anything like that, but more about, you know, what am I gonna be able to tolerate when it's mimic-backed? Because that is certainly something we can expect our kids to do. Um, just like we know 
what we feed ourselves, our physical nutrition, our spiritual nutrition, our intellectual nutrition, our social nutrition, you know, we, it, it's everything. All of that affects us. Well, the same is true for our kids. So, um, you know, if there's certain things you don't want them mimicking, then there may be certain things that you have to have to guard them through. Um, and since we're talking about all that, let me just throw in a couple of things. Um, she is currently into this, uh, it's the cutest show. Oh my gosh. It's called The Return of Superman. You can find it on YouTube just by Googling The Return of Superman. And this is a show of dads. I think it is, I think it's placed in Korea. And they are, it, it's, it's kind of a setup where, you know, for the weekend, it's just the dads. Dads taking care of their babies. And it's incredible. You know, it's just really incredible. It's joyous watching families interact with one another in a way that's joyful and healthy. And, and they're real families. Um, and it's cool to see how other cultures do things. So, um, The Return of Superman is a really good one. And Caillou. Caillou has always been one of my favorite cartoons because, you know, they're just chill. You know, Caillou's parents are so relaxed. They're not uptight. They're not anxious. They're not stressed. And the whole show um, emanates that. And so, you know, those might even be things that you might enjoy watching just to remember, just to kind of remember and bring ourselves back down. Um, Terry says, LOL, I already have Angelica without the example. I can't imagine my miracle any more difficult. I just can't help but soak in the fact that you claim her as my miracle. That is a beautiful thing, Terry, and I know it's difficult. I'm hearing the difficulty, but I'm also hearing a miracle. You know, maybe it's a miracle that she's just with us. Maybe she invites us to grow in our maturity uh, in a way that we never expected, which in itself is sort of miraculous. Or maybe there'll be things that come in the future where we're able to see how we walked things out today and next week and next month and next year. And then at 20 or 30 or 40, we see how the miracles come to fruition. Um, so anyway, thanks guys. Thanks for your input. Thanks for your comments. Thanks for being on with me today. Um, I'll be dosing this week. Um, so again, if you've got anything specific that you want me to talk about, I will be delighted to, but otherwise we'll just kind of see what comes up. <laughs> Mimi says I can enjoy those little Teletubbies. Yes, they're cute. <laughs> you know, sometimes we need to, sometimes we need to turn off the drama and just put something you know, put something in our surroundings that reminds us of a simpler time, a time that wasn't so stressful or fearful, and kind of, you know, help us get regulated again. So, much love to you guys. Thanks for hanging with me today. I hope there's something out of this that is helpful or just maybe brings you a smile or helps you realize that we're all human, that we're all out here doing the best we can day in and day out, trying to build on love. Use those positive moments in your day when you go to bed tonight. Take something positive with you and blow that up in your mind. We're always so tempted to worry and fret. Instead, blow up those positive moments in your mind, and, and that will begin to become a building block for tomorrow. So, much love to you guys. Take care.